Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You just heard that conversation between myself and former Salt Lake City Police Chief Chris Burbank. We talked about the idea of civilian review boards, specifically the civilian review board in place in Utah's capital city of Salt Lake. It's been there for some time. Chief Burbank says that he, as chief, and the department itself had a fine uh, relationship with the review board, and he is calling for review boards to be established to look over police departments throughout the entire nation. We'll see if that comes to fruition. There's another movement afoot right now. Uh, There is a chant being adopted by those who are marching through the streets of American cities throughout this country, and it is to defund the police. Defund the police. On yesterday's episode of Dave and Dejanovic, they spoke at great length about what it means to defund the police and what those protesters who are shouting this chant, what they are actually calling for. Well, it turns out it's not so cut and dry. It's not a single message. There are those that when they shout, defund the police, defund the police, what they're actually calling for is an abolishment of the department. Can you imagine a community where there is no law enforcement? Yeah, I think they made a horror movie about that. The Purge? I, th- I think it's The Purge. I, th- I think if you get what you want on that front, protesters, I think uh, we step into the era of The Purge. And it's not just one day then. It'd be all the time if there are no police. But it's not merely an abolishment of police departments that's being called for. It's a little deeper, a little more complex than that. Several proposals under the same banner, one of them being a shift in funds. So let's say a police department has X amount of funds, and the duties undertaken by that department include a number of things. Of course, if someone calls and says that they are in need of, uh, of help, they are the victim of a crime, the police are going to show up. That is always going to be their duty. But sometimes when an individual picks up the phone and dials 911, really what is happening is there is some sort of, say, mental health distress or something where it's more appropriate for social services to get involved. What if some of the funds that are currently allocated to a police department in the furtherance of all of this mountain of duties, what if some of those duties were transferred to uh, another outfit along with the funding intended to support those duties? That's what many mean when they say defund the police. Now, because the definitions of defund the police because the meanings of defund the police are so wide and varied it's really impossible to say oh yeah 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 no i'm on i'm on board i'm on board because you know if you wade into one of these groups of protesters and you ask 10 people what it means to them to defund the police you might get 10 different answers 
Now, I'm not sure if I agree with Chief, Chief Burbank that every police department in the nation ought to be overseen by a civilian review board, but I do agree with Chief Burbank when he says that right now what we ought to be doing is collecting data. We ought to be getting a more full understanding of exactly what is the relationship between communities and law enforcement. There is much negativity being highlighted right now, but all that negativity does exist alongside great goodness. And I believe that the negativity in those involved, those perpetrators, they're the outliers, both in communities and in law enforcement. So I believe that we ought to continue and stay the course on this fact-finding mission on which we find ourselves right now. But let's look elsewhere. Let's look and see what some of the, some of the big, famous, important people around the country think about this defund the government. Uh, you ever hear of that comedian John Oliver, you know, with the teeth, the British guy? Uh, he had this to say. Defunding the police absolutely does not mean that we eliminate all cops and just succumb to the purge. Instead, it's about moving away from a narrow conception of public safety that relies on policing and punishment and investing in a community's actual safety net. Things like stable housing, mental health services and community organisations. The concept is that the role of the police can then significantly shrink because they are not responding to the homeless or to mental health calls or arresting children in schools or really any other situation where the best solution is not someone showing up with a gun. That is the idea behind defund the police if you actually listen to it. Defunding the police, absolutely. What do you think about that so far? We're going to go through and hear from other names you might recognize, both Republicans and Democrats on all sides of this. Uh, but I'd like to know what you think. And uh, a great way to reach out, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Right now we're just walking through some of the attitudes held by some in uh, in, in elected office and elsewhere regarding this idea of defund the police. You have heard, I'm sure, of Ilhan Omar. She is a Democratic representative of Minnesota, and she spoke about a similar idea on Nightline recently. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Allows us to really reimagine what public safety should look like in our community. There are many cases in which the police don't need to be involved. No one is advocating for a community that does not have um, the ability to, to have public safety. And so what we are advocating for is a reorientation, reimagining of what public safety should be and having community be part of that conversation. Be weary and leery and skeptical anytime you hear someone say, we need, we need, we need. To dismantle? This one goes too far. In my humble opinion, this one goes far too far. And if you notice, too, it got to a point in that clip there by Representative Omar that she, using the word police was almost a dirty word to her. All right, let's shift gears here and hear from the president's campaign. We have great law enforcement. I'm very proud of them. Uh, there won't be defunding. There won't be... Uh, dismantling of our police, and uh, they're not going to be any disbanding of our police. Our police have been letting us uh, live in peace. Likely Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden had this to say on CBS Evening News. 
I don't support defunding the police. I support conditioning federal aid to police based on whether or not they meet certain basic standards of decency and honorableness and, in fact, are able to demonstrate they can protect the community and everybody in the community. There's not contest playing out right now in this country, and it is who can say the most outlandish thing, who can suggest the most revolutionary action, who can say the most outlandish and bombastic notion, who can get the headline. Is Rahm Emanuel, is he the one who said, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste? Well, we're in the midst of a crisis of sorts right now, and there are those who will put their hand in the air and say, hey, I'd like to take advantage of this one. So be careful. Be careful when you hear of revolutionary suggestions. We are in the midst of great emotion right now. And if my wife has given me any advice over the years, it is, hey, Lee, you know what? When you're, uh, when you're worked up and when emotions are, are hot, maybe we don't make big uh, life-altering decisions. Okay? Let's calm down. Let's, as Chief Burbank suggested, collect the data. And then once we are able to calmly sit down around the table, as happens here in Utah on a weekly basis with the, the police chief, the mayor's office, various members of minority communities and otherwise, they are all together every uh, week or so talking about the issues of the community. We should pursue that model. And from that model, we should make the decisions that will shape the future. Quick break. When we come back, we're speaking with Pete Ashdown. You know him, president and founder of X-Mission. He's given away laptops to students. Details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. <laughs> 